Come on. Welcome to Left Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful chef Dennis Litley. Dennis, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's do it, George. Let's go. Chef Dennis is the owner of Ask Chef Dennis Productions. He's a food blogger, a content creator, and an entrepreneur. He's working to share recipes and cooking tips to make people more comfortable in the kitchen. Dennis, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I've been a chef for the better part of my life. Um, I started when I was cooking when I was 12, actually, you know, professionally in a, a hamburger place, and it just progressed from there. And of course, I love to eat, so that did not hurt. Uh, I was inspired early on by a, an early chef, TV chef named Graham Kerr, and he would bring people down from the audience, and they would actually moan when they ate his food. And it was like that—that that always resonated with me. It stuck with me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Of course, you know, I did the typical jack of all trades, moving around till I finally ended up back in the kitchen. And once I was in there, it stuck, and that's where I was. And um, I progressed on to um, business dining where I was feeding executives. And then the last job I took was at an all girls Catholic high school. And uh, I went there basically because I worked 165 days a year. <laughs> when the principal said that I was already to say no, when the principal said that I went, when would you like me to start? So uh, that, that was the killer, but it, it turned out to be the best thing for me because it kind of reinvigorated my passion for cooking because you wouldn't think that cooking for high school girls would be appreciated, but they love to eat. And we, they went from eating nothing but crap, you know, chicken fingers and French fries to uh, me making them chicken marsala, sushi, uh, you know, doing uh, roasted vegetables on the salad bar grains. I mean, visiting people would come in and go, Oh my God, you eat like this every day. Mm. And uh, it's like, yeah, we do. So, um, and then I started a culinary program at the school and that's really when things started to change for me. I got tired of hiring temps and I said, let me train my own staff. You know, these girls are like sponges. So uh, I started that and uh, it was just at that point, it even become even more magical. And the, the girls were great. They loved it. Um, they uh, were learning. They were helping. Uh, the school thought it was the best thing going. Uh, people were donating money to the culinary program. It, it received a point of excellence when the school got reevaluated. There were two. One for the robotics team, which was nationally acclaimed, and my culinary team. It was, it was pretty awesome at that point. So, um, uh, but then through a series of injuries, it was basically time for me to retire. My body was uh, broken. and But <clears throat> when I started the culinary team, that's when I started to blog. That's what kind of led into where we are today. Excuse me. <clears throat> that kind of led to where. <clears throat> yeah. I think that that is, uh, th th that's awesome. And you started the blog in 2009. Yes. And it's wildly successful. It gets, at, 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 I think, early on 9 million uh, visitors a year, probably more than that now. So that's, that's a wild smashing success by, by blog standards, certainly. And oh, yeah. so the impact, uh, it's been incredible. It is. It was not, you know, you always have, uh, these visions of, uh, things being, you being, being the next best thing, you know, and, uh, but in truth, 
you know, it was, I was always thinking, well, if I can just be a little accessible, if I can make an extra thousand dollars a month off of this job, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. And now it, it, like, if I did that, I would like, Oh my God, <laughs> I, I, I would not be a very happy person. Um, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. People think, you know, I wish I could do what you do, you know, especially when it came to the travel portion of it. Uh, they don't understand that there are, that I work eight to 10 hours a day, every day, you know, I'll, I'll take a day off whenever I feel like it, but weekends, you know, unless I have something planned, it's, it's, this is my job and it's my passion. I, I love doing it. And as long as I love doing it, it's not a job. It's, it's something that I just enjoy doing. Yeah. Well, certainly kudos to that. It's <laughs> been a, it's been a, an awesome career so far. What is it about, 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 I, I don't want to call it, is it, is it cooking? When, 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 when you started the culinary team, mm-hmm. what, what is it about that that made it so successful that, and, 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 and what is it about the blog? What is it about food? Well, food is the bond that joins all of us. Food, no matter what language you speak or who you are or where you come from, when you can sit down with with a plate of food and enjoy it together, you automatically become bonded with each other. I mean, it's we, we'd be in a different country. And just because we could point at it and go, mm, good, and everybody else wasn't enjoying it, you know, they'd say what it was in their language, I'd say what it was in ours, and pretty soon you're communicating with people that you would have never met or would have never been able to talk to. And, you know, not just foreign language, but just you know, other people. You sit down at a table. I remember we were in Charleston, and they sat us said, would you mind a common table? Well, we sat down with an old Southern lawyer, and let me tell you, like Andy Griffith in the white suit, <laughs> the seersucker suit. And he started telling us stories and it was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So food does that, you know, even going to a bar, people are a little guarded, but when food, food kind of opens things up. So the, I think it was successful because that bond with food is kind of magical. And when I started with the girls, well, here, the, 60 girls signed up the first year, but the only ones that could fit it into their schedule were freshmen because all the rest, all the girls went to college. They all had so much on their plate that they couldn't add one more thing, even though they really wanted to. And actually when they found out there was work involved, like they didn't just come in and eat, which a lot of them thought they were going to do. They had to, <laughs> they had to cut vegetables. They had to clean pans. They had to do actual labor. And the girls that stayed with me that year you know, they would eat, of course, reap the benefits, but they were actually learning. And I wasn't trying to create little chefs. I was trying to teach them that it's not. And my favorite saying was always, it's not rocket science. This is food. And it's learning to create things easily so you can feed your friends, your family. You know, that, that's what it's about. So you don't have to rely on going out to eat all the time or, or getting takeout or microwaving. I, I used to have a tagline on my first blog. It was, yes, Virginia, there is more to life than takeout in the microwave. You know? uh, but that, that's, that's where it went. So my blog kind of follows that philosophy. When I was a chef, I was like, oh, you're not getting the recipe. You know, you'll eat it the way I make it or, you know, you don't get it kind of a, of a mm-hmm. chef, the old no soup for you. Uh, 
And my wife says, I became the kinder, gentler chef Dennis after I started the school and started the culinary team. And it was like, no, this is how you do it. If you don't like this in it, let's put this in it instead. So that has transferred over to my blog. The only style I really know how to cook is restaurant style. I've been doing it all my life. So I, all my recipes are basically geared that way. And in restaurant style, honestly, unless it's something we have to prepare ahead of time to get a sauce done or to get something set up, 10 to 20 minutes is how long it's going to take to cook your dinner because you do not have time. You know, we got to get you in, get you fed, get you out so we can turn that table and make more money. So that's how I teach people to cook at home because you don't have time. I don't have time. At the end of the day, I'm tired. I don't want to spend all day cooking. So it should be easy, but it should be pleasurable because it should be cooking with food that you like to eat. And that's the big secret to demystifying cooking is that, you know, recipes were not passed down from the mountain on, on tablets of stone. They're guides. Now, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you can try it the way I wrote it the first time, but if there's something you don't like in it, like if you don't like broccoli, leave the broccoli out, put asparagus in, put, you know, spinach in, put something else in. If I made it with chicken, but you want to try it with beef, well, fine, try it with beef. That's okay. Or try, you know, if I made it with pork and you want to try it with chicken, try it with chicken. That's okay. A lot of things are easily substituted. And once you start to learn that it's okay to substitute things and it's okay to use ingredients you enjoy eating, then it's a matter of when you shop, you shop for the freshest ingredients available. You shop like you shop for produce that's in season. Like last night we had broccolini. They had it at the store and I don't see that that often. So whenever I see it, I buy it. But I mean, I'll buy, oh, look, this, this produce looks really good. These green beans look really good. They're in season now. Uh, whatever's in season, this asparagus is beautiful. I buy it without any idea of what I'm going to do with it until I, you know, I open the refrigerator that night to see what I'm going to make for dinner. And then I start putting things together. You know, I always have stock ingredients. I, I buy mushrooms all the time because I love mushrooms. My wife loves mushrooms. And, and besides adding that earthy flavor, they add volume. So sometimes you want to include things that add volume to a dinner. So you're not hungry at the end of the dinner. You know, you're full, but you're not eating such massive amounts of protein. As Americans, we eat way too much protein. We do. It's just, you know, it's more is always better. I, in the restaurant, I used to serve a 24-ounce porterhouse steak. And I'm like, hey, no one should ever eat that much meat. <laughs> we're like, but you did it because you could. You know, we're right. Americans. We're right. Americans, you know. That's right. Um, Dennis. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just getting back to that philosophy of learning to, to use what you have, learning what's in, what's in season and, and enjoying the process and, and making foods that, you know, like if I'll make something with a certain spice, but, you know, my wife hates uh, cumin and I, so I have to leave that out. But if it's in my recipe and you don't like it either, we'll leave it out, put something else in. You know, if I made it with lemon pepper, but you hate lemon pepper, but you like Cajun seasoning, use Cajun seasoning. You know, it's, it's, it's all a matter of adjusting. Like I love when I get messages, uh, comments from readers and they say, I tried your recipe, but you know, I don't like this and I don't like this. So I did this and then I added this to it and it was amazing. Wow. Congratulations. You, you, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. 
Would, would I have liked you to made it exactly? Yeah, I would. But you took it a step further and you made it your own. So you're really happy with the dish. Love it. <clears throat> That's super powerful. I'm always trying to, to, to get down to first principles of things. And it sounds like eating, making food that you like to eat is one of those. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay to substitute, get the freshest ingredients you can and really enjoy the process. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, what happens is, all right, say you, you dread cooking, you know, and a lot of people do because they just don't make dinner that they enjoy every night. So once you get past that first couple of steps and you, st- you sit down and you go, this is really good. Like sometimes I surprise myself and when I surprise myself, it's wild. Like I did not, ex- <laughs> I'll make something for the first time. I go, I did not expect this to be this good. You know, I want, I knew it would be good, but not this good. Uh, I had my first tuna casserole of my life uh, a month ago. Somebody hired me to make something with tuna and <laughs> the way I made it was not your typical tuna casserole. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Even my wife said that, um, but once you realize that you're creating food that tastes good, you're kind of anxious to get back into the kitchen again. Now, the next night you go, it's not a chore. It's not as much because I like what I made. Let's see what else I can do. And, you know, you're going to have pitfalls. Not everything is going to knock it out of the park. You know, my wife, I, I know when it wasn't a success, she'll just be moving food around her plate. She won't be eating <laughs> You know, she reverts to her six-year-old self where she's, I'll go, what's the matter? She goes, nothing. Go, Tell me what's wrong with it. <laughs> you know, um, so not everything is going to be a huge success, but as you learn, more things will be. And then what happens is as you're enjoying your time in the kitchen, working with your significant other, helping you make food, or maybe you have the kids helping you cut vegetables, teaching them life skills that will serve them for the rest of their lives. You know, and that's basically what my culinary program, teaching these young girls life skills that we just don't learn anymore. It becomes a happier time. And when you get someone invested in helping you making food, they have a more of a tendency to want to at least try it and enjoy it because they helped. So once you get this process rolling, time in the kitchen becomes more of a special, again, bonding over food, whether it's, again, just your, your significant other or your kids or friends coming over to make food. You know, you have, the, you have them come over for the big game and you're going to drink and eat. Well, let's get them in the kitchen and have some fun before, you know, calm everybody down and have them helping you make something before you get started. And it just, it becomes more special. And then you look forward to that time in the kitchen. And the more you look forward to it, the better the food's going to be. I always tell people, if you go in a restaurant and all the servers aren't happy, Mm. that means the chef is not happy. And if the chef is not happy, dinner's probably not going to be as good as it could be. Because a lot of it comes with attitude and and how you feel about things. And, you know, you talk about putting love into food. It's the truth. If you're really feeling good about things, the food's going to taste better. It's going to look better. A lot of really good stuff there, Dennis. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when, when we do get better at something, we, we, we enjoy it more. I think that that is an absolutely universal thing. And 
the life skills that you teach. It's so true that we support what we help to create and hundred percent. Why wouldn't food be any different? And instead of just serving food, when you're having guests over, let's, uh, let's, let's put them to work. And I think you'll probably end up having a better time than, than, than maybe you've ever had. So, so much value that, that, that goes into it. Is it, what is, what is kind of that gateway? If, 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 if I am intimidated by turning the stove on or whatever it is, how, how, how do you get people to take that first step? Well, it, it's finding a recipe again, that does not have a lot of ingredients in it. Okay. And it's finding a recipe that maybe you really enjoy eating. Like maybe you order something out, like something very simple is fettuccine Alfredo. Say maybe you, you only order that when you go out to the restaurant or chicken Parmesan, you know, it's something that simple. I used to gauge Italian restaurants on how good their chicken Parmesan is, because if they get that really good, then I know they have some skills. Sometimes they just slap it together and the rest, if they can't do a simple dish correctly, they're not going to do a complex dish correctly. Sure. So it's taking a simple dish like that, that maybe is your favorite food. Like let's go back to chicken Parmesan and seeing the process of how it's made. Okay. Wow. I did not know that you pound chicken before you bread it. Well, you do that. So it's easier to eat. It's a little tender. It's not as thick. If you don't have a meat hammer, maybe you slice the portions thinner. So, and I explain this in my blog. So you find a recipe that has few ingredients that you really like to eat and maybe has these step-by-step pictures. Like that's really the big thing now. So you can follow it or a video so you can follow it. So now I say, okay, I did not know that. You flour the chicken before you put it in the egg. And it's not just egg, it's egg with a little water or milk in it. Oh, that's starting to make sense. Okay, now I bread it. And then little secrets, little tips like, you know, putting enough sauce under it, putting in a, you know, one of the cardinal sins is they don't put enough sauce and they put enough cheese on it. It's like, it's a piece of chicken, you know, it looks horrible and it's not going to taste good. So, you know, oh, okay, put this on it, you put this on it. And then when I put the cheese on it, oh, look, he put some chopped parsley before he put it in the oven because the parsley melts into the cheese and it makes it look pretty. You know, we eat with our eyes first. Sure. Before we taste it, we smell it, we look at it, and then we taste it. So if everything's blended together. So you look for a recipe of something you really like to make or like to eat that isn't complicated. And then you try it. And when you sit down and you eat it and you go, wow, I did this, you know. And then then, along the way, you pick up more little tips and tricks. Like with chicken parm, I hate breading. I hate it. (laughs) So when I do it, I do a lot of it. <clears throat> and I'll freeze it. And then I have, <clears throat> excuse me. Then I have a lot more dinners to make for nights that I don't feel like cooking, you know, cause we all had those nights. I just don't want to do it. And instead of going out now, you pull the chicken and maybe some spaghetti sauce out, you know, and, and I always tell people, I love making my own sauce. If it's not your thing and you don't have time, there's a lot of good jarred sauces out there. Uh, I'm not, you know, like I buy pre-made salad dressings because I just don't want to be bothered with making my own. I can do it. I just sure. don't want to do it. So it's all a matter about what you have time for and what you enjoy. Love it. Well, Chef Dennis, the people are ready for that difference-making tip, even though you've already given us a bunch. What do you have for them? Well, I think the biggest, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I think the biggest difference-making tip, again, and I've, I've covered this already is 
to cook with foods you like to eat. Okay, that's that's where your joy comes into the kitchen. You know, you can experiment all you want down the road, but when you're first getting started, when you first want to learn and you want to experience that joy, that that bliss from eating something that you created, it start with ingredients you like to eat, source good quality ingredients. You know, at the grocery store, we talked about fresh produce, find meats that are better quality. Remember, we don't have to eat as much of that protein. So if you pay a little bit more for it, you can eat a smaller portion if it's a better quality. And you know, that'll make all the difference in what you cook. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. So Dennis, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they find the blog? How can they engage? Well, I am askchefdennis.com. And you can leave comments. All my recipes are there. There's a search bar so you can look for what you want. And then across all social media, I'm Ask Chef Dennis. It's really simple. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. And uh, I'm I'm on TikTok. I'm not very visible on TikTok, but we're working on it. Uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm out there and I'm easily available. And I do answer my comments that people leave. So. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Chef Dennis your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to askchefdennis.com and check out all the great recipes. Find, Figure out which one you're going to get started with and then find them on social media all over all of them at uh, Ask Chef Dennis as well. We'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Chef Dennis. Thank you for having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.